Warriors Live Podcast 2023 featuring Fonzie. Um, Will Evans here with Fonzie and Brad on a Wednesday afternoon. It's episode 18 for the season. Uh, boys, how are you? How'd you spend your bye weekend? Well, Fonzie, we know how you spent yours, mate. Saw you on the hill at, uh, at Leichhardt Oval. Uh, unbelievable game to be back on the hill for. It might have been enough to drag you back to the Tigers, mate. G'day, Will. G'day, Brad. Um, yeah, the eighth wonder of the world, Leichhardt Oval, was good. Uh, nothing like beer cans crunching under your feet as you walk up to the 150-metre-long <laughs> hot dog line at the back of the hill. Um, that hot dog costs you about 15 minutes of the game when you when, when you get hungry. No, look, it's a it's a weird place, Leichhardt. Like, it's such a weird place to go. I might, um after this, I'll put on my Twitter the, the walk from the Western approach to Leichhardt Oval, where, like, it's actually one of the main ways people get to the Oval, and it's basically an unpaved vertical, like, hill, just all grass and rocks and stuff, and there's people pushing prams with little kids going up there and other people kind of helping kick the pram up. It's, yeah, it's a hell of a place. Um, Good atmosphere when there's people in there and the Tigers are winning. So, yeah, it was a good night out. Um, Good night out at the footy, and then as because it, it was such a big win, all of the pubs in Leichhardt were going mental for the next three four hours, and uh, enjoyed that too. And then had a long walk home, but um, like <laughs> we were walking saying, distance. walking distance. Yeah, well, um, <laughs> Ponzi after just four hours in the pub reckons it's a walk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Jeez, the kids yeah. would have been getting sick of it after that. I maps it in the morning and it was like, oh, that's about an hour, like on the map. And I looked at the route that the map said was would be an hour and it wasn't remotely like the route I took home. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, but no, it was a good night and, and good fun. What do you do, just tuck but, a couple of Suvalakis under your arm and head off? I just figured it, I'd be in better shape in the morning if I walked, you know, yeah, 4 or 5K yeah, on the way the home. Um, yeah. But really I just got cold. But anyway, so that was uh, that was like that was good. But uh, that's you know the the Warriors fan origin stories we were telling last week. Will, you know, how you're saying you're watching the Broncos and you just didn't feel it. Yeah, yeah, still didn't feel it. Yeah, is that right? Even yeah. and amongst that, because yeah. I was I was almost feeling it. It was pretty yeah. uh, it was pretty cool to watch. Got one of the more enjoyable games this season just to see how pumped they were and the the crowd and you know the yeah. megging their scoreboard attendant on and. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was good. And then they stormed the scoreboard at the end, didn't they? Yeah, no, it was it was it was great. Even to as a, I suppose you'd call me a neutral who's fond of that club. You know, it was yeah. it was great to be to be amongst it. What did you get up to, Brad, on uh, the weekend? I actually worked. I worked all Sunday, yeah. a little bit of Saturday. Yeah, I've been working solid actually. Um, busy, busy, busy. So nothing too exciting. Um, <laughs> Ah, nothing to report. Any you've done anything exciting? How about the two of you? You done anything exciting in the last day? Maybe twenty four hours. Um. Oh, me and Fon's caught up with a another mate on uh, <clears throat> Sins Radio. Oh, um, yeah, bloody new. Yeah, is, is, oh, is Staffy, it, I'm gonna I'm gonna find out where he lives. I'm gonna turn up on his doorstep. I reckon one day soon. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, look, it didn't didn't mean anything, Brad. Uh, we just, you know, we, Fonz no. and I having a couple of drinks. One thing led to another, and 
next thing we knew, we were on Sens Radio talking about Chanel Harris DeVita. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, nah, they're not as stupid as Will Lock that lot. There's no reason <laughs> to get me on there. I, I wouldn't add anything. They, they've got the brains of the operation, and I'm, the, I'm more the, I suppose, the, the look, am I? Just the looker. Mate, they've heard you talk about appearance fees on here that many times that they're just scared to ask you. <laughs> An invoice will turn up in the mail on the Monday and they'll be... <laughs> Cripple them. It would just be dead air Whereas, after they've paid that invoice. They know very well that Will flogs himself for hours a week for the Warriors for nothing pretty much for the last five years. So <laughs> get that mug on. Yeah, they get sweatshop rates for me being on there. How much money we got to left to spend this month? Nothing. Right out. Give Fonz and Will a <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nah, sweet. Well done, boys. It's good to it's good to hear the the name, the brand. On other yeah. platforms. No, no, the sends are great supporters of ours, and it's always uh, good getting on there. Although it was the first time I've been on there this season, I think. And Fonz, Fonz has been their their go to, but it was nice for them to uh, to uh, shoehorn me in there as well, and had a good chat. Although live radio is obviously a bit different than uh, chatting to you boys, where I've got the luxury of editing it out later, always stumbling on my words. And mm-hmm. but yeah. Oh, it's good. Sammy, Sammy asked me to name my best 17 for round one next year, and I, I kind of missed that as part of the brief. So I, I had to make it up. So I named a 17 with no hooker in it for a start, Brad. So, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm I did sure listen we, to it. Yeah, I'm not a, sure we free, did the brand too many favours. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you, you did good on the on the uh, fly there, Fonz. Yeah, you did. I didn't pick that at all. Well done. Oh, a little peek behind the curtains. Nice. Yeah. Now... We've got a bit of an announcement, boys. What's that, Will? It's quite exciting. We've got a uh, sponsor come on board for this Warriors Life, for the podcast and the uh, player ratings, the website. Well, well, Uh, well. Yeah. Uh, Kings Container Crew, a bunch of legends down there, Sydney-based, but a couple of Kiwi boys started it up and they've uh, jumped on board to get behind TWL and give us a bit of support for, for what we do here. Um, so yeah, just thought I'd fill you in about what these yeah, uh, what these fellas do. A couple of Kiwi boys, Tom, who's from Christchurch, and Carlos from Westport, Brad. So you'll enjoy that. Oh, the coaster. Nice, oh no, uh, he's from Buller. He's Buller. Yeah. Uh, not not in your region then. Yeah. But I thought it was a nice bit of synergy. You know, you and I yeah, started yeah. this in 2019 with uh, you know Canterbury West Coast connection. Nice. Um, yeah, Kings Container Crew, they started five and a half years ago. Since then, around 200 plus employees, they're based in Sydney, Brisbane, Melbourne and Perth. Um, during the pandemic, they expanded back home, so they also operate in Auckland and Christchurch, um, focusing on supplied train specialised labour and forklift operators to warehouses in all those cities, um, unpacking, palletizing, and staging the important co- imported contents of shipping containers uh, in their customers' warehouses. Um, they also pack for container exports when required, um, charge fixed container rate based on contents and all that sort of jazz, uh, but they also pay their staff a fixed container rate bonus, so give them the love back. What a nice. bunch of good lads. Um, cover the alley award for all staff um, and the container rate gives their staff incentive, incentive to work faster and more efficiently go home earlier. You can probably appreciate that, Brad. I'm all about that. Ah. Um, yeah, so they're just a, a, a 
good bunch of lads that have been listening to the podcast since day one, um, which is also very exciting for us. Um, you know, just drop this in too. The best way to get hold of them is to visit their website, Kings, and that's with a Z, K-N-G-Z, containercrew.com. Uh, we'll put all these links in the article uh, article no- uh, episode notes. Um, but yeah, click the work with us tab and uh, apply there. They've got plenty of uh, plenty of gigs going by the sounds of it. Oh, yeah, nice. Plenty there of work. Go, but yeah, the main thing these boys want to get across is is that they're passionate Warriors supporters. Um, they actually said they they never tip against them and it's burnt them and. Uh, many, many multis over the years. I think we can all relate to that. Uh, but you might, I don't know if, or if anyone was at, uh, went to the Gosford game at Central Coast Stadium, and I remember seeing it on the TV. We'll put this photo up as well. But they had a, uh, a Go the Warriors uh, billboard with their logo on it inside Central Coast Stadium throughout the um, throughout that 2021 season. Um, they also currently sponsor the number nine jersey for the uh, for the home game, so they get a bit of a shout out during the team lists and scoring tries. If the number nine scores, unfortunately, uh, Wado keeps getting injured and pulling out late, so that's a <laughs> bit of a bummer for when you're sponsoring the number nine. But nevertheless, uh, just shows you know the passion that these boys have for the Warriors and getting behind the club and also getting behind us. Said some very nice things about. Um, about the content we put out on on here and on the website, so we're absolutely pumped to be, uh, yeah, partnered up with Kings Container Crew. Very very exciting for us. Um, and it, yeah. it is, it is. It's 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 awesome. And thanks very much. The boys obviously share the love too, don't they? They don't yeah. mind sharing the love around. Um, yeah, very much appreciated, lads. Cheddar yeah. the bowl. On the downside, I uh, just I was so excited. I just hurried, hurriedly signed the uh, signed the agreement without reading the fine print. Um, Fonz, they're, they're running out of space. They're actually going to need to put about twenty containers um, on your lawn. Is that going to be all good, bro? What's in them? What's in them? Will they got? Uh, a... They're heavily padlocked, so you don't need to worry about it, mate. You uh, yeah yeah. Because yeah, there'll, sta- there'll be staff out there 24-7 as well yeah, guarding yeah, it. So there'll be four of them. So, yeah, you don't and you'll be it. right. We told them they'll be all right just using your toilet and that. that you'd have a downstairs toilet. It sounds like it'll save me mowing for a while. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Win, yeah. win. It's, and they, they reckon it's it's gonna, they're going to get them out of there by at least the end of November. Yeah, cool. No, it's all good, mate. It's all good. I, you know, I hardly ever... Get to spend much time in the backyard anyway. I'm, I'm too too busy in the bloody office, so well, no, it's all good. Just, good just news. On, just on that, Fonz. Uh, the other caveat is that we're also the three of us are also on call if any of their staff calling sick. So Brad's uh, Brad's got the Port Chalmers um, yeah. region. I've I've I'll be, I have to actually relocate my office to Littleton just so I'm closer to the port there. Um, and yeah, you've got the greater Sid- Sydney region, so. Uh, might be a little bit disruptive initially, but I'm sure you'll get into it. <laughs> Should be pretty straightforward if the containers are in your backyard. So oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah, you'll just be able to uh, catch a lift with with the uh, boys there. And uh, there's just one other thing. Um, oh. You you okay with changing your name to Kingsy? Kingsy talks warriors. 
I've always said there's no no organization really actually wants to partner that hard with me, right? So let's <laughs> I think it's best for both parties we just leave it as it is. Uh all jokes aside, thanks again, King's Container Crew. And uh yeah, well, I've, I'm trying they're very modest. I'm trying to get them to jump on, talk about their Warriors uh fandom and experiences at some point. But uh yeah, I think I'm I'll, I'll work on them and get them on here. Um Moving on to a bit of Warriors news. It's a big week. It's been we haven't had a game, but we've had a fair bit of news and uh, big mm. bombshell. Mm. Chanel Harris Tavita coming back on a two-year deal, 24 and 25, uh, but out of left field. Sort of, kind of forgot about Chanel a little bit. Um, you know, didn't know if his hiatus was long-term or what. But uh, yeah, back adding to our bulging half stocks by the looks of things. What'd you make of it, boys? It um, offers up a lot of questions, that signing, doesn't it? Like, while it's good having him here, it's hard to see what the the merry-go-round is to fit him in anyway. I don't, one thing that I read and I sort of like the lead on is mate, with Siren and off contract, maybe he was something to fill in that spot, like Siren in place. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it chucked out a lot of questions. I love his heart and... He'll do mighty under Webster. He was the type of kid that would grow. Yeah, but see what. Yeah, what are you? Yeah, I thought. Well, yeah. First of all, I think probably for me, I was just a little bit concerned what what it might mean for Sean Johnson potentially retiring. So that was probably selfishly my first thought. But aside from that, really stoked that he's come back from the club. Loved him when he, you know, ever since his debut until he left. You know, heart and soul player. Uh, love the way he plays, puts his body on the line, um, and you know loves the club, a, a club junior, an Auckland junior. Been with the Warriors since he was 16, um, and you know, to, and a bit of a, a unique character as well. To take that year sabbatical was, um, you know, quite a brave call. And he's coming back after a year. Sounds like things are, you know, the the equilibrium's all all back with what's going on at the club and what's going on in his life, which is awesome. But a backpacking around Europe. Um, in the meantime, um, Brad, I think you sort of you made a good point when I was talking to you uh, yesterday on the phone. Um, Bailey yeah. Siren, Bailey and off contract, and he's he's almost like a better version of having Bailey Siren. Like I don't think anyone's got Bailey in the Warriors' best seventeen, but no. but he seems to get a get a game most weeks. So I mean, from that point of view, if Bailey's not getting re-signed. It's probably a handy utility type signing. Yeah, one thing with the signing, I doubt Chanel's been told, right, we're signing you to play one position. I I think they'll be signing them knowing he would he would have had it voiced to him that he's it's got to be a utility role, doesn't it? I, yeah. What it, What do you reckon, Fonz? Has he come back to be in the in the halves queue, or has he uh, come back to play a different role? It's be hard to know till we know which halves are going to be at the club next year, right? Yeah. So, till we have the SJ answer, um, you don't know who you're starting. Seven is uh, there's a bit of rumours around Metcalf at the moment. I won't um, give them too much credence, but there's a bit of on socials. There's a bit of talk about you know might Metcalf be a bit homesick. I'm not sure how accurate or not that is, but <clears throat> let's assume Metcalf's there. And let's assume, and there was an allusion in a David Long article yesterday about Volkman um, potentially being 
looking elsewhere if SJ stays. So I don't think that's necessarily true either. I'm just saying there's a bit of uncertainty about who's actually going to be there next year in the halves um, at the club. I mean, I think Chanel, ideally for me, I think Chanel would be a first drop half. Like In other words, uh, he's not your, your starting half, but someone who's on your bench even when he's not picked in the halves because he can do some mix of backline cover and, you know, roll a hooker um, for 20 or so minutes so that he's playing first grade every week off the bench. But he's, if one of your halves goes down, he becomes a starting half. That's probably the best use of him. Um, but it just depends where he is when he comes back as well. Like, we don't know what condition he's going to be in, what, um, you know, how he's going to take back the training, whether he's put on a bit of, bit of extra weight that might make him a bit more useful in a different role. It just depends. So much depends, man. It's too early to too early. That's, that's the other thing with that utility role like you were just describing. Does that make him the first drop utility as well behind Dylan Walker? If we've already got Walker doing that job? Well yeah like maybe because but Walker's Walker's job isn't really utility in this team. Walker's job is to be a middle forward. Like yeah. it's to be a ball playing 13. Um and that's pretty much his job. And but then he does give you the versatility. But you'd be you'd be kicking yourself if your fullback went down in minute ten, right? And then you had to use Dylan Walker there, and you couldn't use him in that middle role because he's so yeah. important in that role. So um, I think Dylan's probably moved away from just being a utility to being just critical in that middle ball playing role. Yeah, I think they're already they're already hitting that way by picking Lusick and, and Egan in the same seventeen, yeah. or you know, including Surin, and they realise how valuable Walker is, and ideally he's not going to you know have to move to five eight or yeah or elsewhere play dummy half. But yeah, Chanel, it's, it's interesting. He's we kind of have this picture of him as a utility now, but he he only came off the bench I think eight times for the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Um, not much of that. Was that dummy half? I just I actually went through the old player ratings from those games, and it, you know there was always some sort of hiccup. So he quite often had to go into the halves. Uh, that golden point draw against the Broncos in 2019, he had a, had a big game at centre, um, coming on at centre. But that's about the only centre experience he's got, despite quite a few people being keen to nah. transform him into a centre. I just don't see that being suitable for him at all. Definitely a, a gap filler and a better gap filler yep. at centre than Bailey Surinam, but um, yep. certainly not as a permanent role. I just can't imagine Webster being into that. Um, yeah, that... that we kind of forgot about it until he he uh, re-signed, but that uh, strange fullback shift. Um, mm-hmm. that, yeah, yeah. Brown is our first choice fullback for round one last year. Um, yeah, but I think it'd be a great 14. Is you know, some I was starting hooker at the um, the World Cup final before Angus Crichton's uh, elbow knocked him out. <laughs> and yeah, I'm just excited to see you know what what role yeah, he can yeah. play. If we had to have four halves, who are you keeping for next year? If it was four halves, I'd be who's the one? To, who's the odd man out? I'd, I'd, I'd be happy to let Voltman go at this stage. I'd be in the same position, I think. Oh man, that's hard. That's a hard question, Brad. I haven't thought about that. Uh, so you I'm, want? Yeah, if it's purely for halves, I'd probably let Chanel go. I think. Yeah, Is that okay. right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think I think so. But if I that's one, I guess that's one person we know is not going to go though. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so probably a bit early to be shoving it out the door. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I, for me, he's um, of that of the group of five. For me, he's the second best number seven right now, or like on twenty-two yeah. form. Yeah, I think he's better suited to first grade than Volkman is currently, and I think he's more of yeah. a seven than Metcalf and Martiner. I but, agree with that. But still, like if Johnson was to retire and they put Chanel at seven, I'd be a little bit deflated. He, I don't think he's quite a, you know, above average seven in the NRL. Whereas yeah, you feel like Volkman's got a higher ceiling to come into. Um, not necessarily. I'm still unconvinced. I've got yeah. talking to Brad yesterday, like, a, you know, got some kind of Mason Lenor vibes about his ceiling, maybe. He could, <laughs> you know, very classy, like, you know, dominates New South Wales Cup, just but just an average NRL half. Good organiser, but, you'd, you know, you'd want a million dollar, five eight with him kind of thing. I reckon if you, it's a great question. If I was had to punt, who's going to be the better half in 2025, if both given the same opportunities, I'm going to say Volkman, but yeah, I'm not. Okay. Than than Chanel. That's why I'd say I'd probably rather keep yeah, him. But yeah. but have it as a as a guy to have around the squad, around the team in the team, after Sean at a VCHD every day mm. yeah. compared to yeah. the other two. Well, and he gave us. Did he give his left nut for the club? Literally, literally. yeah. Literally yeah. busted a nut for the club. Yeah. Did he um, lose it? Yeah, it's gone, mate. Yeah. yeah. So you have to. Did they put a fake one in there so it looks symmetrical? Just, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. You know just, like a little. Yeah, it's a good question. I'll probably ask. Look, yeah, right something, something we could ask him. Sitting, um, there, sitting there, lonely, sagging away. Yeah. Yeah, um, maybe I will ask him. I'll hit him up. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anything else we want to to touch on with that? I mean, yeah, we can go and hear our thoughts yesterday on scenes as well, but much the same as what we've said said here. I just yeah. I just think um, so. There's a bit of roster change starting to happen. Bit of you know now there's more and more is Sean staying? What's going on here? Bit of speculation. The uncertainty starting to cause rumours to spread around. Some might be true, some might not. So this is where in the last couple of years, often our seasons have gone to hell. Actually, um, you know we start having these mid-season decisions made about players' retention and so on and. Um, I don't think we're going to have that problem this year because it's a different kettle of fish. We're in New Zealand and so on, but um, more stable and Webby's a better manager. But I'm just keeping my eye on that a, a little bit because there's blokes now who know where they stand in Webby's pecking order and know whether or not they're in the plans as first drop next year who will have a different attitude to they did in round one when it was everything in front of them, you know, mm. so... yeah. I think he's too smart, Webster, to let it be a disruption. He would have got front-footed everything behind the scenes with, the, yeah. you know, the people involved. And um, uh, the luxury this. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Karen, mate. The luxury this year is we're actually doing better as previous sort of three, four, yeah. or fifteen seasons. We've been trying to look for a quick fix mid-season for the next year. All of a sudden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, Whereas this year, it's, they're quite comfortable with what they've got, probably, and just need to add a little bit more ingredients to it to get the recipe right um and we should we should oh Oh, sorry um michael burgess from the herald got made of mine and and good friend of the show uh has been on a few times he wrote a a great article um sounds like he had a bit of a bit of a contact there that that knew the score and and uh inferred that nathan brown and peter o'sullivan didn't really rate um chanel uh which is quite interesting i mean he was 
at the time still a, a quite a key player. We still had Cody Nakarima in, in the mix then as well. And um, yeah, and then obviously they got Sean back for last year. But uh, we, but Webster, as soon as he signed on, was straight on the straight on the horn to Chanel just to feel him out and where his head was at. And hmm. um, obviously really rates him, watched him from afar. Probably, I think Chanel, I'm not quite would sure. Would he have been an overlap? I don't I think he might have been in NYC uh, when Webster was here still. Maybe not. Um, but obviously, you know, he would have been coming through the grades. Maybe he was aware of him. But yeah, you know, that's encouraging. It's not it's not just some sort of um, romantic club-led thing from above. It's Webster that's driven this, and that's the most important thing, I think. Mm. Yeah, uh, he'll get the best out of him. If, anyone, if, if Webster carries on the way he is, he will turn him into an absolute machine. Yeah, yeah, that's exciting as well. I mean, to get, you know, it was pretty disruptive first couple of years. He had Kearney for a season and a handful of games, then Todd Payton, then Brown, who, you know, if Brown didn't rate him, that makes things a bit tricky, and he was all over the team sheet. So, you know, getting a getting proper coaching from Webster, and if he's in cup, you know, a, a fluid coaching staff, teaching the same game plan, yeah, could be great for Chanel. Um, should we move on, boys? Yeah, we're going to beat the Broncos? Yeah, I reckon. I reckon we are too. You know, we've got more players out than they do. Yeah. What? Are you? Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Uh, without casualty ward, um, Wade Egan and Dylan Walker, surprise omissions. I, I didn't have any inkling of this one. What were they up to on bye week? Well, no, right. remember, Egan Egan did his um, calf, I think it was, in that last game, didn't finish the game. Remember, Webby yeah. was talking about he didn't hear a ping, so he didn't think it was a snap, oh, but yeah. it, was, it was an oh, issue. So right. Egan was, I think Egan was always probably going to miss this one. They were oh, talking okay. two, three weeks. Um, the Walker one's out of nowhere for me. Yeah, toe injury. So that, and yeah, for me, I'm a little, that's probably the one I'm more gutted about. Just it sounds this, like he's just game. getting getting the house wintered down, eh? A bit of garden work, just wintering everything down and done a, stubbed a toe somewhere on a bit of retaining wall. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so that brings, underwhelmingly, I'd probably say, um, Bailey Serenin and uh, Demetric Sivakula uh, onto the bench. Um, certainly not going to get the same value out of those two guys, I don't think, than Egan and Walker. But nevertheless, they've, you know, they'll do a job. Um the obviously most of the focus is on the Broncos and and their outs, uh, state of origin players. So they've got Reese Walsh, uh, Patrick Carrigan, Payne Haas, Thomas Flegler, and Salwin Cobo out. So their lineup looks uh, very very different. Tristan Saylor yep. gets the uh, the fullback nod for his club debut. Fullback. Um, yes. Uh, Dane Mariner will come on to Cobo's wing, so he's a pretty handy guy, you know, definitely first-grade material. Um, in the front row, Keenan uh, Palacia, who's, who's played a fair bit of first-grade, uh, he comes into the side straight into the front row. Corey Jensen moves up to prop. Kobe Hetherington comes into lock, um, and then a couple of additions to the bench, Xavier Willison and Brendan Piacorta. Um Yeah, I mean, you know, not a... Reynolds plan? Yeah, Reynolds is back from that head yeah. knock. So, yeah, they've lost three of their last four, the Broncos, but Reynolds missed that game against Penrith. They're fairly gutsy in that. Um, yeah. I mean, they've got those five big outs, and yeah. 
Um, but Reynolds is back. The, the, the young guys will be talented. Reynolds is a game manager and they're completely healthy other than those five origin outs. They have no yeah. injuries in the club this yeah. week. Oh, um, is that right? Whereas we've got injured, like we've got probably five of our starting 17 out injury, which is Barnett, Egan, Walker, Tamara Martin and Cossie. Have I missed anyone else? Um, and yes. and then we've got some second, oh, and Willie Army, depending. You can take your pick. And then we've got some secondary injuries in the squad as well. So this idea that um, they're decimated and, you know, we're going to knock them off easy is just wrong. You know, their their depth will be good in, in the squad with in terms of the talent of those young guys. Trindle knows how to get a team around and tell, you know, yell young guys into position and get it done. So I don't see it as the easy win that the bookies have us, um, but we still should get them at home in New Zealand. I think the big one for me is uh, Walsh being out, just that, you know, extra yeah. X factor. I mean, it could be a tough tough one for Sailor. He hasn't played a hell of a lot of first grade um, yeah. and first game in a, for a new team. Um, but disappointing because it would be a mouth-watering uh, kind of narrative with Walsh playing against us for the first time. And saying that, I'm pretty pumped for him to be playing State of Origin. Um, he is only the second player and the second ex warrior to debut in State of Origin after James Maloney. Huh. Yeah. So, how, you know, how have we had play in State of Origin? Uh, a handful. Campion, yeah. Marsh. Um, yeah. Campion Price. and Marsh are the only ones that have debuted in Origin from the Warriors. And then we've had guys come here and keep playing Origin. Lilliman, okay. uh, Lilliman Tate, Price, and Hoffman, I think. That might be about it. Um, yeah, but no. Kind of, kind of uh, went off on a tangent there, but uh, you know he's obviously played the bulk of his NRL career for the Warriors. Well, so it's you know I, I still think it's a tick uh, for the club to that he's um, getting a debut and um, still got great memories, particularly of 2021 as a rookie. So I hope he goes really well. But yeah, the big out for the Broncos has been outstanding for them all year. Um, but the yeah probably the I guess the big one is their three best middle forwards being out. Yeah. That's, that's where we can get them. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. We got a, I mean, that, and that's where we get most teams really is we, we sort of open up that middle play, um, with a bit of ball movement, bit of speed through the middle, and an inexperienced middle. You know, we should be able to do that. We should be able to get some points. Uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm sort of pleased Walsh isn't here too because he'd either carve up, and um, that'd just be frustrating to watch, or mm. One of our guys would lay him out and get ten in the bin, and that'd be frustrating to watch <laughs> yeah. as well. So I'm just yeah. rather sometimes, yeah. And, and the, glad, oh, sorry, I'm glad I'm not going to have to start hating him from this weekend. You know, if he comes in with that effort and aggression, he sort of plays. I've got a snipey little shit on the field. I don't. I, I'm glad he's not doing it against the Warriors yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the big headliner for our team lineup, besides those couple of, of omissions, is Luke Metcalf's club debut, long-awaited, yeah. missed uh, most of the season so far, or since the trials, with that uh, leg injury, got it sorted, looked good in New South Wales Cup for half a game, and yeah. uh, he's taken over from Volkman at 5-8 with Tomato still out. Uh, Fon, so what do you reckon we're going to see from him? What's his role? Um, how do you think he, he plays? I've seen him live in Cup a few times um, for Newtown. Like he's so Pete, he's been overhyped now by the fan base. Like he's people are 
way, you know, they're like, oh, Metcalf, and it's there's sort of an excitement that's built. There's nothing to do with him or the club. I think it's just we haven't really had um, someone come through in that in that half space where we've been had much excitement around them for a while. So I feel like people need to lower their expectations a little about what he's going to do in first grade. But you know, like he's a he's a he's a he's a very aware footballer. Like he's a fast ball runner, but he's a lot more than that. He can pass, he can kick. Um, you know, he's the kind of guy who in, in cup, you know, even though he's a, a dominant player in cup, he was the guy organising his team in attack. He's organising shape, like always out the back, talking to his edge. You know, he's he's one of those guys. He's a talker. He's a thinker. So yeah, I mean, he's the right package. He's pretty small. Like yeah. even in cup, they used to defend him at centre when he was playing in the halves. I think to try and hide him out a bit, like get him out of yeah um, a bit further out the line. So I fully expect him to get targeted and have some struggles in first grade. Um, and, you know, probably of all the things, that's what I'm most interested in seeing is can he do a job in defence because that tells you whether or not they're ready and persevere with, you know, at, at yeah. this point. Um, but I'm very confident him and, him and Johnson in attack are going to click. I'm very confident of that in attack because their games suit each other. They've played in the same club before at the Sharks um, right. and they're both smart footy players. Yeah, it's uh, obviously defensively. It might be a question mark, and Tomato is, is such a good, is so good in that area. Uh, but he's got to, probably going to have a few weeks at least to stake his claim for that number six jersey. Um, it's been such a long time coming. He signed at the start of last year, so I've been waiting a long time to, mm-hmm. to see him in action. And yeah, I think, and you know, it gives us a bit more of what we need at, at six than Volkman did. As good as he uh, did against the Bulldogs, coming up with that sort of uh, match ceiling try, um, but he'll go back to New South Wales Cup. The other uh, the other one I wanted to zero in on was uh, Rocco Berry. Um, he's got a very, very tough matchup against Herbie Farmworth, who I'm pretty high on um, this week. Now, is this sort of a make-or-break game for, for, for Berry, do you think, you guys? I mean, we've got Vilaire, who I think has has done more in first grade than Barry has in similar amount of time, and probably has a higher ceiling for me. And then also Williami, who played well in the first two rounds and then uh, got injured. They're they're the starting centres in New South Wales Cup this week. So is this, you know, does Barry have to aim up? I mean, our season this our season has too much potential to be persevering for someone that's not up to standard. We're still waiting for his breakout game, aren't we? Everything we talk about, we haven't been given anything to warrant our excitement about the kid. We just, yeah, it's more the physique, the physique, the physique, sorry, and the size of him, and looks like he should have natural ability. But there's been no breakout game yet. Not even has he broken the line yet? I'll be surprised if he's broken a line. But yeah, he started to run out of time a little bit, old Rocco. I just yeah. reckon it's all about defence with these young guys. Like if. If he holds up his end in defence and he's defensively sound and solid and his edge works, then you're happy to give him more games to see the attack come through. If they're a liability in defence, you just don't have the luxury of waiting to see what's going to happen mm-hmm. in attack. You know, so far I think for for Barry, he's got to be um, he's got to be you know an eight out of ten on the defensive side of the game. And if he's that, they'll they'll let him have an extended period. I think to for yeah. the attack to come good, that'd be how I'd look at it. Yeah, that's my, a good 
part of my concern a little bit of, of about persevering with him, even if he does hold up defensively, is as you know, we've got Johnson on his side of the field, uh, Dallin, our best finisher. If he's kind of stymieing them a bit in attack, or you know, our potential to score tries down that edge because we've swapped Pompey over to the other side, it's you know, for me, the net result is that was the first thing I just thought about too was the fact that if he if they're hanging in there to vent to defend for his defence, like get yeah. that right first. He's got, at the same time as getting defence right, he's got to be able to feed his winger as well in the yeah. same sort of quality. Now, I actually saw a um, stat, and I haven't, didn't want to verify it. It would take too long, but um, this is what I saw in a, a Warriors uh, group comment in his round 11 game because he was a bit light on the carries. Um, I think he made 50-odd metres from seven or eight carries. According to this person that commented, that was uh, 80th of the 80 back five players that started in round 11 for run metres, which is quite the stat. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that should dig it. I suppose you could dig through and find that. Mm. Is that right? Yeah. How many tackles he missed, though? Yeah, I don't know. From memory, it was pretty solid. Defensively, and pretty... I, I don't know. He's a confusing one, isn't he? Because I think we all held so much hope for him, but he's just mm. confusing me at the moment a little bit. Yeah. Morocco, he's yeah. No, he definitely needs to improve that. Like, I mean, that's a good point. If your attack isn't slick and smooth, you got to be making your tackles, and you got to be doing some yardage work. It's a fair call. Mm. Like, if there's, yeah. you got to do two out of the three things. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Um, bit of a. Well, a historic occasion, our first game in Napier. Um, obviously, Hawke's Bay has been through the ringer uh, with what happened down there with the floods earlier this year. So, you know, put a put a good will taking a game down there, um, which is going to be great to see. Um, we don't have a great record at alternate venues in New Zealand. I've talked about that quite a bit, but we have, I think, maybe picked up our last two, uh, which are both in Wellington. So hopefully we can keep chipping away at that little hoodoo, because, um, mm-hmm. yeah, man, we go to New Plymouth and even Christchurch hasn't been too flashed. Dunedin lost our only Dunedin's one. Uh, Hamilton, Hamilton, I think we're 0-4 maybe, we're, and we've been the Tigers have taken us there. So, uh, yeah, it'd be nice to just get one on the road in New Zealand again as a, just a bit of a confidence booster. Um, is it sold and, out? Yeah, I think yeah. it is. Yeah, so yeah. that's huge. McLean Park, Rugby Union Stronghold. It'd be great to see packed out with league fans. Yeah, as we continue to steamroll the 15-a-side game. Yeah, and I was saying to you yesterday, after pissing and moaning about our draw in those first few rounds, Jesus, we've got a nice run now. Yeah, yeah Broncos during catching. State of Origin. Couple of the, three games and then another bye, isn't it? Although it's a been, big horse race, like the Melbourne Cup. Yeah. You know, the this is the part of the race where the horses move into position for the run home. Yeah, you know, yeah. and, and it's like how how fast you sprint home is one thing, but where you are when you start sprinting is the other. That's what this is about now, getting in that position. Right. Yeah, yeah, any every win at the moment is valuable. This is a big swing game. If we win this, we join the Broncos on sixteen points, and obviously they've got a tough few weeks um, with Origin backing up and and all that sort of thing. Although they do have two buys before the next two two Origins, but yeah, a little bit. Uh, a little bit galling hearing them, hearing some of the fans, not the club, but some of the fans having a bit of a whinge on Twitter. That I think they've been out of New South Wales three times this season. One of those was to Darwin, so a neutral venue where they 
had a shorter travel. Uh, we've been to Australia seven times already. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Stop you wondering. Um, I'm just talking, I'm just sitting there daydreaming about that horse race sort of thing, Fonz was just saying. So the, the dragons are that horse that just kicks the jockey off and now it's just wandering, sort of walking aimlessly around the course at the moment, eh? Well, it's going to be quicker since I got rid of the jockey. <laughs> that jockey, he was he was starting to go do lally, wasn't he? Yeah. He, he had some out of it. Yeah, the dragons, they were, they oh, were What about that finish? What about that finish on Friday? Jeez, that was one of the absolute greats. I did I see the end of that? Was that the Titans? No. No, no, the Roosters uh Roosters one. Last minute dry after that all. Oh yeah, yeah. Lead. I did see that actually. One of the great yeah. buzz beaters. Haven't Roosters fans been taking that well? <laughs> yeah, no, they're having a great time of it this year and <laughs> take it in with typical humility as well. Yeah, so, yeah. How long did they sign Robbo for? Wasn't it like thirty six years? <laughs> all of a sudden a couple of losses to you like, well that thirty six year contract <laughs> might not right. be so so many yeah, out of it. <laughs> And didn't they turn on Brandon Smith quickly, or the media at least? He'll <laughs> be all right. Uh, now, unfortunately, again, we've let uh, a couple of our Patreons down. We can't have run out of time to, to get to your questions for the second week in a row. Hopefully, we'll be able to uh, answer these because there's some good ones. Um, but later in the week, maybe. Otherwise, definitely next week. Uh, just would like to take the opportunity, though, to thank Danzo, brand new Patreon uh, and a good fella. Um, thanks for coming on board. He's got a question as well for us, which is a beauty. And, uh, yeah, we'll get to those um, as soon as we can. Uh, again, thank you very much, Kings Container Crew, for coming on board. Can't wait to uh, see how this partnership goes with these boys. Um, fellas, thanks for joining me on this hectic Wednesday afternoon. Mm. Yeah, enjoy Cheers, the Will. enjoy the game on Saturday. I'm pumped. Us two lads have, we have to go back to work, don't we, Fonz? We've got to get back to work, but we 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 yeah. do we should jump on a special episode for the rest of the Patreon questions later in the week, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll so uh, don't despair. We'll be back. All right. Cheers. Later, Barry.